Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Podcast. The NFL schedules were released this past weekend or this past week. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. Um, we're going to analyze, you know, our favorite matchups, some of the stronger or weaker schedules and, you know, predictions for, for when players are going to come into the season. So how are y'all doing today? Doing just fine. Dandy. Excited for this new season. Yeah. Same. It just sucks. That it's all the way in September, bro. Like... Yeah, but it's just little, like, news, like, releases like this that help, like, the time pass. It's, like, schedule release and the training camp will come. It's just, like, little little stuff. Um, all right, so let's get right into it for our picks for game of the year. Um, I'll start off with Liam. Go ahead and, and talk about your first your first matchup there, the, the Titans versus the Rams. Yeah, so um, just getting into it, some things I wanted to point out for that game. Uh, I think we got to look at it's two high-powered offenses. Obviously, the Rams added Matthew Stafford this offseason. And, you know, the Titans are still who they are. They got the most dominant running back in football at this point, rushing the ball of Derrick Henry. Uh, I think a thing we're going to want to look at is the battle of A.J. Brown versus Jalen Ramsey, two physical guys of their position who are at the top um, of their rankings. I think A.J. Brown's bound to have a breakout year. And, you know, going against Jalen Ramsey, no one has – no. it's hard to have a good game against him. Uh, also, we're going to see Aaron Donald basically versus the Titans versus that interior offensive line. I think it's going to be a real battle. You know, him going in the trenches, trying to go for those TFLs um, against Derrick Henry and trying to sack Ryan Tannehill. Uh, also, going to look at Derrick Henry, his ground dominance, going against a Rams team that doesn't have a lot of good linebackers. So it's going to be, you know, seeing if those uh, people such as um, – Jalen Ramsey can get out there and tackle him. And, you know, hopefully Marcus Peters, you know, a rather skinnier corner doesn't get put on a Josh Norman highlight reel, uh, just like Derrick Henry did to uh, several other players in the last couple of years. And then a battle of two veteran quarterbacks that I think is a little bit underrated with Ryan Tannehill and Matthew Stafford. Both guys have a lot of things to prove, uh, you know, year in, year out. Uh, Tannehill, who has a slower start to his career, and Matthew Stafford, who's been electric, but now is on a team in position to succeed. He's going to have all the pressure on him. And at week nine, it's going to be kind of the determining factor, you know, if he isn't doing so well or if he's doing so well, it's going to be, you know, are they be able to go against a team like the Titans, prime Titans, Sunday night football, and be able to show up. So that's yeah. my first pick. Two teams that are built to kind of uh, exploit each other's weaknesses. Obviously the Rams, one of the stronger teams against, against the, the pass and uh, the Titans not having that many passing weapons this season, but also the Titans being so strong in the run and obviously that being the Rams, the Rams weakness there. So yeah, it'll be a good matchup to see. Uh, what about you, Carson? Get into your uh, into your Rams Niners matchup. I want to hear about that one. Yeah, definitely. And also, by the way, that Titans Rams matchup. Super excited for that too. Um, yeah, I had Monday Night Football Week Ten Rams Niners. I think two teams that you know I feel like I can predict that they'll be atop the division um, around this time. Uh, you know, you have offensive geniuses and McVay and Shanahan. You know, battling it out. Um, which would be a very pivotal game deciding, like, the, you know, the fate of that division, you know, week 10, you know, you know, getting closer and closer to the playoffs. You know, you have stars on both sides of the ball. Um, and barring injuries, you know, really should be an intense, like, division rivalry game and should really set the tone for uh, the playoff push for, for the NFC West, which I think we can all agree is the, the most competitive division, like, by far. So yeah. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. Usually. I'm really hyped to see to see the the comp competition in this division. I mean, it's it's really a four man race. It's insane. Yeah. Um, my first game or the first game I want to talk about here is uh, Week Four, Buccaneers at, at Patriots. Tom Brady's turn to Fox, bro. 
let, let me give you all a little juicy, little juicy stat right here. Tom Brady is sitting 1,154 yards away from passing Drew Brees in all-time passing yards. The first three weeks, he pay, he faces Dallas, Atlanta, and then the Rams. Atlanta <laughs> obviously being dead last in opponent's passing yards last season, and we already know about the Cowboys' secondary. He only needs about 288 yards per game to pass Drew Brees by week four, and it's only right for him to do it in Foxborough. You know he's going to come to play. Um, the biggest conversation, you know, regarding Brady's career has been, you know, who was more responsible for the Patriots' success? Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Obviously, last year with his departure, he won a Super Bowl in his first season in Tampa, and Belichick's not looking too hot right now. The Pats are struggling. And, you know, these two these two have played the most games ever for a head coach QB tandem at 324, almost 100 games ahead of second place, which is Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Um, so there's a lot of history here. It's an extremely emotional game for both sides. And I mean, no one knows Brady better than Belichick does, but at the same time, nobody knows Belichick better than Brady does. So it's going to be fun to see the tactics they throw at each other, you know, the different types of schemes that they show, the looks, the disguises, everything. It's going to be super fun to, to watch. This is the juiciest one for show. Like I saw this one on the schedule. I'm like, this is too easy to pick. Like, I'm just going to let this slide. Like, this is oh, for show. Like I saw all the graphics, just like the two looking at each other. This is going to go crazy just to see, yeah. like, especially <laughs> like, I mean, we'll get into it later in the episode, but if Mac Jones is starting this game, the Brady oh, replacement. Now, dude, icing on the cake, bro. Or like you, you guys seen the video of like Cam Newton, like staring at the Legion of Boom running through the tunnel. Just imagine like. Mac Jones or Tom Brady staring at the opposing defense. Like Mac Jones just staring at the opposing defense, the Super Bowl champions just running through the tunnel, just like, yeah, I'm about to own you guys in Fox, bro. Like, yeah. that's just crazy. It's just too good. NFL knew what they were doing with the four games. Like, they knew, they like planned it out. They're like, all right, you know, by, by week four, he should be like around the record. Like, they, they, they knew what they were doing. I see you, Roger. What would suck is if he gets, if he, if he breaks the record before week four, which he probably, I mean, he could. Because he's definitely going to throw over 300 against Atlanta and Dallas. Uh, probably won't against the Rams, but you never know. Yeah, it definitely could happen, but hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully uh, it's this game. Yeah, Liam, I want to hear about your, your Chargers-Chiefs matchup. A great matchup last season. Obviously, we saw Herbert step in there for the first time. So take it away. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, like you're talking about Herbert stepping in for the first time. You know, they literally just tell him Tyrod Taylor's hurt. You got to jump in here. But – this game is going to be ridiculous. Like, I don't see how, like, if these teams are fully healthy, you know, if they're fully healthy, there's so many storylines here. You know, you got the reigning rookie of the year who's guys who has a lot of hate on him despite, you know, winning rookie of the year because Justin Jefferson had such a record breaking season, but so did Herbert. And, you know, a guy with two guys of absolute cannons for arms. You know, we got the MVP himself, Patrick Mahomes. And then, you know, Derwin James should be a healthy guy. And to see him in the, uh, in the secondary, I love Derwin James. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. And seeing Joey Bosa go against this much-improved Chiefs offensive line, you know, he's going to, you know, maybe try to attack inside, outside, probably want to stay on the outside. You know, they don't have a great tackle play um, from what we see. I mean, really, it's Joe Thune uh, in the inside. Um, I mean, they also got Orlando Brown, so he's going to go against Orlando Brown. And then this is a division rivalry to begin with, just – Herbert's going to have – and Mahomes going to have all the pressure to deliver. Everyone's going to want to see a Rams-Chiefs game right here. Like, it's two high-powered offenses with not really, like, fantastic defenses. But 
we got to look at the other fact that Brandon Staley's now coaching the Chargers. He's a defensive-minded guy. You know, that's what he was brought in for from the Rams, who were number one uh, rated defense last year. So it's going to be a crazy game, you know, just to see some bombs to Tyreek, Keenan Allen doing some crazy stuff, Austin Eckler getting passes out the backfield. And, you know, now no longer uh, Hunter Henry. We know we got the veteran Jared Cook out there. So I think it's going to be a great game Thursday night. So it's going to get excited for uh, the games to come in the weekend. Yeah, definitely one I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, but uh, Carson, another another Chiefs matchup, this time against the Bills. A great matchup last season as well. Um, I believe it was a playoff matchup, correct? Yeah, yeah, rematch of the AFC Championship game. I mean, we all picked the Chiefs, but they've earned it. They've been, the, you know, the, the greatest show on turf for the last couple of seasons. Um, like I said, rematch of the, you know, championship game. Uh, battle, you know, potentially like a decade-long rivals. I mean, I think these are two teams that are really set for, for the future to, you know, uh, just compete against each other for AFC uh, titles, you know, two top young QBs battling it out. Um, you got the Bills, who are still salty about the AFC championship game, and then you have the Chiefs, you know, salty about their Super Bowl loss. It uh, should be a fantasy shootout. Um, you know, everyone, there's going to be so many fantasy stars all around this game, um, and I think it's going to be very reminiscent of, like, that Rams-Chiefs game a few years ago, which I think is, like, you know, really what inspired us to do this segment because that was just such an amazing regular season game. But, yeah, I just love the Josh Allen-Mahomes matchup. Two gunslingers, like, it's going to be so fun. I think similar to the, the Chargers-Chiefs uh, game, just two absolute, uh, you know, gunslingers and just, like, cannons everywhere. So I'm super excited for that shootout. And that's uh, Sunday Night Football Week 5, so. Yeah, I'm firing up all Bills receivers, all Chiefs receivers. <laughs> Everybody starts. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my last matchup here is also a Chiefs game. We've all got Chiefs, Chiefs matchups. Uh, but mine is the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Um, you know, the Ravens are 0-3 versus the Chiefs with Lamar as a starter. It's been a really tough hurdle for them. Lamar has yet to beat them. And they've got to prove that they can beat Kansas City if they want to prove, you know, that they can be real Super Bowl contenders in this AFC. Obviously, they lost Orlando Brown in the big trade with, with KC. But they signed former Chief Sammy Watkins and drafted Rashad Bateman. Uh, but the biggest question mark for KC is how will their new O-line mesh together? Obviously, they've got Dooney. They lost Schwartz. They lost um, their other tackles. Fisher. Fisher, yep. They got Kyle Long out of retirement. But, uh, yeah, this is the two the two hottest young superstar QBs in the league right now. And the fir- also the first ever back-to-back black QBs to win MVP. Um, I think Lamar wants that Super Bowl, and he wants to prove that he, too, That's can – team to a Super Bowl just like Mahomes so it's a great storyline there the Lamar resurgence is coming the Lamar comeback yeah and that is week it's week two Sunday night football so pretty pretty early on we're gonna see this this great matchup hopefully both teams should be healthy Mm -hmm. I really hope (laughs) we hope for everyone to stay healthy like we like no one wants to see injuries yeah but there is an extra week. Uh, we were talking about this before the before the pod started. With this extra week and teams having late bye weeks or early bye weeks, like they're gonna play a lot of games in a row. And I feel like injuries are really just gonna take over the season. I feel like they definitely should have added another bye week. Load management. Are we gonna are we gonna introduce load managing in a in the NFL? Hundred <laughs> percent. Potentially. Yeah. Not for this game though. This this game's too important. But well, hopefully. Ban- banned on prime time. Yeah, band on prime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
good segue to talking about scheduling, though. Uh, we're going to look at the strongest NFL schedules um, in comparison to the weakest in terms of in terms of, you know, w- combined winning percentage of teams from last season. Obviously, we've got a lot of AFC North teams here on the and NFC North teams here on the strongest. And we've got the NFC least here on the weakest. Hopefully they can have a bounce back. The bounce back season as a division because they didn't have a single team above 500 last season. But yeah, I mean, what what are you guys thinking about about this? Um, I'll start off um, as 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 the uh, strongest NFL schedules go. I mean, you know, like you said, the two um, AFC North squads. It's just like that's another division, kind of like the NFC West, where just like you know, three out of the four teams are just like you know, three of the most elite teams in the AFC. I mean, the Steelers. They have the Browns twice, Ravens twice. They get the Chiefs in Kansas City, and they have two away games against the Bills and the Packers. Uh, you know, very tough for for old Big Ben. And then the Ravens, kind of same thing. They get the Chiefs, Colts, and Chargers all in the first six weeks. Um, and the last five games include the Browns, Packers, Steelers, and the Rams. Um, and then the Bears. The Bears have this crazy gauntlet in the middle of the season. It's, yeah, let me bring this up real quick. It's a uh, um, where is it? Oh, okay. So the middle of the season, they have like the Bucks. Um, let's see, Bucks, Niners, Steelers, and Ravens. Bruh, come Damn. on, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. So yeah, it sucks for the Bears, and then the Packers, Vikings too. I mean, yeah. Vikings. Who knows with them? But you know, like, they just have an insanely tough schedule too. What about you, Liam? Yeah, I mean, just kind of going in, looking at some um, weak schedules. Um, and it's good that the Cowboys and the um, Eagles have weaker schedules, but I don't really know why it's such a weak schedule. You know, the Eagles face the Chiefs. They face the Buccaneers. Um, they go against, you know, Washington uh, football team, basically uh, almost back, back to break back weeks. So, And then they're going against the Giants in that week between. So they have three hard defenses to go to at the end of the year. So it's going to be hard for Jalen Hurts to prove himself. But at the same time, they're going against teams like the Lions, the Raiders, uh, the Cowboys, who are susceptible to secondary, uh, the Panthers, who we don't really know what they're going to be, the Jets. So, um, and then the Buccaneers getting a weak schedule. Like, what the hell is that for? I mean, I guess they don't play in the toughest division, but yeah, whatever. Still, what you're the defending Super Bowl champs. Like, the NFL should like bump it up a bit. All I guess, yeah. All I gotta say is on the bottom, we see the Dolphins are one of the weaker schedules. Who will break out? Please happen. Um, Real they quick. saw some tough, tough teams though. I mean, they got the Colts, Bills, Bucks, yeah, um, Ravens, Panthers are going to be frisky, uh, Patriots twice, Bills twice. I mean, still like decently tough, but there are a lot of like shitty teams thrown in there too. So, yeah, um, the NFC North has one of the toughest combined like scheduling as a division. The Lions should be really happy if they win a single game. <laughs> Six. Yeah in the league uh their bears are facing a win percentage of of 550 from last season back 542 the vikings facing 531 the lions first half of the season they face san francisco green bay baltimore chicago minnesota los angeles the matt stafford game and philadelphia i don't see a whole lot of winnable games here green bay is really the only team that i can see running away with this division if Aaron Rodgers is back, but if he's yeah. not, this division is going to be an NFC least 2.0 where every single team just struggles on a weekly basis. And it doesn't seem like anybody wants to win this division. It's, 
it's kind of if Rodgers is gone, it's for show another NFC least. Yeah. To put it in perspective, the NFC least this season, uh, three teams have top ten easiest schedules uh, based on winning percentage. Eagles are facing four thirty. The Cowboys are facing 452, and the Giants are facing 472. So that's an insane discrepancy in, in strength. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on? Nah. No, I'm Sean. All right. And we can move on to the rookie QBs. When are they going to step in here? Um, I don't think any of us have <laughs> the same – Prediction. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, Carson, I'll start off with you. Tell me about why you think Fields is starting week five. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the first three weeks, the Bears they have the Rams, Bengals, and Browns, um, which could potentially be like an zero and three start. You know, Burrow's healthy and he's able to shoot out uh, the Bears, which is very possible because he's got the talent, he has the weapons. Um, and then you have the Lions, uh, which they should win, uh, of course. Um, then they play a Raiders team that could easily beat them as well. So you could hypothetically be looking like a one and four start, you know, best case scenario, maybe like two and three. And then you get to the Packers. It's the division rival with a very vulnerable secondary. Um, and I just want to throw fields out there, you know, you know, get him a little loose against the Packers. And then you have that four week gauntlet that I mentioned, the Bucks, Niners, Steelers and Ravens. And I think with a team like the Bears, it doesn't really have, you know, super like realistic Super Bowl aspirations. Why not throw fields out there against, you know, four of the best possible, you know, defenses, uh, you know, just let them learn, let them make those mistakes. And then, you know, once you get out of those four weeks, you have a very favorable schedule on the other side of that. You have the Lions, Cardinals, Packers, and then the Vikings twice, uh, all after that, all very, very exploitable um, that, you know, he's able to, you know, get more and more comfortable. He already saw the worst of it. He's able to finish the season strong. And I'd rather just go with an explosive rookie that, you know, teams have no tape on him, you know, rather than throw Andy Dalton out there against those hard teams that, you know, they know Andy Dalton. Like it, it's it's very simple, uh, you know, to game plan against him. And I just rather take the you know a rookie that you know they don't know about. I think that's one thing with Herbert. You know, he came in unexpected and then just put on a show because one is talent, mm-hmm. and then two, no one had any film on him yet. And I think that's something you know similar with Fields and uh, just with the Bears. It's like you trade up to get him. Why not start him earlier rather than later? So, which I know Jose, you got like super early. So I respect that. Um, yeah, the reason why I got him week two is because Andy Dalton is just not that dude. I mean, he had, a <laughs> but he also has so many weapons. He does not have a CD Lamb in Chicago. He does not have an Amari Cooper. He doesn't even have a Dalton Schultz. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, Fields can hop in there and be effective immediately, just like Herbert last season. He's way more electric. He's going to sell tickets. The reason why I didn't put him week one, um, which – he might go in there week one. I feel like they might just have Dalton on a short leash. And if he struggles, just throw him in there. Um, but yeah, I think they should just wait a week, throw him in against a weak team like the Bengals and do not look back. Please do not hold him back like the Dolphins did to Tua. You're not a contender, Chicago. Please focus on developing. Yeah, exactly. The most talented QB they've ever had. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Liam, to talk about why he's going against your Niners week eight. Yeah, so I think there's just so much storyline at this point. I mean, just uh, talking about it from the schedule-wise, uh, the Bears are probably going to be on a two-game skid at this point, losing to the Packers and losing to the uh, Buccaneers in Week 6 and 7, respectively. Um, then furthermore, 
they're going to need offensive rejuvenation against a 49ers defense that, if healthy, because they weren't healthy last year, are going to be a very hard defense to face for this Bears team. And just the revenge game, in a way, Justin Fields was should have been that number three overall pick, and then he's going to go out there against the team that had the chance to take him and go and show his talents to them. You know, Trey Lance probably isn't going to be starting by then. None of us have a week eight start. I mean, not like we know what's going on in San Francisco, but none of us have a week eight starter earlier for Trey Lance. So to see that happen, I think Justin Fields can go out there. It's going to be, you know, a great game to watch. Be able to see Fields go out there against a team that had the pick to take him and didn't have the opportunity and maybe get a win against the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, that's a great storyline. And it's a good segue into our next QB, Trey Lance. Carson, you've got him starting week nine, the earliest of us three. Why is that? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I mean, the only season where Jimmy G's even made it to week nine without an injury uh, was that Super Bowl season. Uh, so there's, there's that factor. Um, week seven and eight, the Niners play two very tough defenses in the Colts and the Bears. I mean, I feel like that's where Jimmy G's going to struggle, you know, back-to-back games. And I think, you know, that's, you know, where the Niners will feel it's time to, you know, pull the plug on Jimmy G and then have a second half resurgence with Lance. You know, he'll play the Cards and the Rams, you know, you know tough division uh, matchups. But then after that, it seems to be, you know, pretty smooth sailing, you know, starting week 11 with the Jags, which was my first pick, but then I saw Liam had it. So I'm like, ah, like I choose something different um, with the, you know, the Jags and the Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons, Titans, Texans, and then finishing with the Rams. Um, and besides the Rams, you know, all bottom tier, very, very exploitable defenses uh, for Trey Lance. Um, and, you know, that's why, because I think just that, that bulk of that schedule, I think it's too juicy and it's too, you know, it, it's the perfect time for him to come in against, you know, like I said, very exploitable defenses. Yeah. Um, I had a much later start. I just think there's really no need to start him early. Um, if Jimmy struggles, you know, maybe, or if he gets hurt, but Jimmy really knows how to run this offense. If the Niners plan on being competitive, which I'm pretty sure they do, I would stick with Jimmy. If they get off to a rough start, why not throw him in there? But I don't really yeah. do. Um, I said week 14, cause I see a couple scenarios Either Jimmy is banged up and they kind of have to throw Lance in there or they've already clinched, you know, a good spot and they just want to throw him in against a weak team, kind of see what he's got. But, uh, yeah, that was my reasoning. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I'll just take it away here. I had it week 11. Austin Carson mentioned that that was his first choice to start with. Uh, but I think it makes sense. You know, you don't want to throw him in week 9 or 10. I think that's too hard of a game. I think the Cardinals defense is very underrated this year. Uh, obviously, they got Byron Murphy and Buda Baker in the secondary. They got Isaiah Simmons, who should be taking a leap uh, into stardom next season. And then they got J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, who are basically number one and number two in terms of sacks in the last, like, couple of years like last five years uh both dominant guys in terms of pass rush so i think putting him against the jaguars a relatively easy team you know gives him a warm-up against a bad defense that you know urban meyer doesn't specialize in defense offense is his thing so you throw him in there because if this san francisco team is competing for a playoff spot i think lance is the guy you got to go with because he brings more of a dynamic uh offensively that he can rush the ball and he can um throw the ball so he gives you know Adds gives Shanahan the ability to read option in his run game, which is going to be ridiculous. But then you get him against the Jaguars, then he slightly progresses to a Vikings team with if, if healthy is going to be a hard team to face. And then the Seahawks at Seattle is going to be a huge game. You know, 520, it's going to be um, Sunday night football. And then, 
you know, easy up with the Bengals, the Falcons, and then Titans, Texans, and Rams to end the year out. I think, you know, throwing him at the Bengals, I mean, makes sense, but I think the only problem I'd have with that is if they're competing for a playoff spot, that's way too late to throw him in. But that would be I that would be an ideal spot if we weren't going to make the playoffs because that's a really easy schedule uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see him battle against Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I also agree with your point, Jose, that I think that they should wait as long as possible just because, you know, Jimmy G has proven that he can, you know, handle the offense. But I'm just kind of predicting that, you know, they might either – get off to a slower start because, you know, they do have a, a solid schedule of the first few weeks or that, you know, Jimmy G it's, you know, very likely to bet on him that he'll get injured, you know, due to his track record. So um, but just more of a prediction, but I do agree with that. I would want to wait as long as possible before uh, throwing Lance in there. Yeah. Um, and correction, you guys do have the same, the same start time from Mac Jones yeah. being week five. Yeah, I didn't want to do it twice. I didn't want to do it two quarterbacks, but th- this one, like, we'll get to it. Yeah, Carson, go ahead. Um, yeah, so uh, the reason I chose this week was the sole fact that, you know, week four is, you know, like we mentioned, that uh, that Bucks patriots game. And I think, you know, Belichick, you know, I- I'm assuming that Tampa Bay, you know, probably going to win. I think they should. Uh, you know, I think they're the better team. I think Belichick's is going to be so pissed that he lost against Tampa Brady in that week that, just be so frustrated with cam at that point they don't need to change it up and start with mac uh you know we're all desperate to see brady versus mac jones but i think you know that loss of the bucks will kind of be the last straw um and then you know you're able to throw him in against you know a very very weak texas team which i think like the lions i think is you know if, if watson's not there you know which is most likely the case it, it's gonna be very hard for them to you know get wins too so um yeah that's my case and I'll just add on to that real quick before Jose starts. Uh, you know, like Carson was mentioning, like let's say week one versus the Dolphins, I think it's going to be a hard game. I don't know if they win that necessarily. This Dolphins team, they a very, very good defense, uh, very yeah. underrated there. So let's say they lose there, Cam does bad, or just Cam does bad in general. Week two against the Jets, I think Cam's going to have a bounce back game. So then they'll be like, okay, you know, one and one, basically, like Cam seems like he can be fine. Then against the Saints, They'll probably play backs. That's still a very good defense. And okay, like you're almost there. And then Sunday night football, Cam can't pull it out against the Buccaneers. Then that's just the last straw. You know, you know what? We're playing the Texans. Throw Mac Jones in there. It's his time to shine. You know, give him the Texans, give him the Cowboys, the Jets, the Chargers, and the Panthers before they face a team like the Browns in week 10. So it gives him plenty of time to prep for like a really solid defense because I mean, the Chargers are a good defense on paper, but we haven't seen them in a while. And the Panthers also are one on paper, but we haven't seen what they can do so far. So, or to have like week 10 be the solidified game where we know they're going to be facing a star team. I think it's a perfect time for Mac Jones to get ready. Yeah. Um, It would be hilarious if Mac Jones is going against Davis Mills in that game. (laughs) Just like (laughs) football we were going to see. The most random... QB matchup. Yeah. But uh, the reason why I had week three is I just think Cam's going to get hurt early or he's going to be terrible and just incapable of throwing the ball more than 10 times a game for 20-plus yards. Um, New England's the third best team in this division. They're not competing with the Bills or the Dolphins. You spent a first-round pick on this guy. I want to see him against Brady in week four. So, you know, give him a week to kind of – settle in in week three and then and then take it away in week four we all want that that would be so sick oh, we, we would love it yeah, I don't yeah. Think. 
every news platform would go crazy. And it's tough. Like, I hate, like, not believing in Cam, but just, like, from what happened last year and just, you know, the last – I mean, he does have the, new you know, new tight ends and, like, a little bit of an upgrade. But just from what we saw last year, just hard to have, you know, faith in, in Cam's ability to, uh, to you know, run this offense. Yeah. It's, it's just tough to believe in this Patriots team overall. Yeah. Yeah. Still a really good defense, though. They got Cal yeah. Van Noy back. They got Christian Barmore in the draft, who was a steal. Um, yep. A lot of guys, you know, I mean, McGillmore, um, Daisy Jackson in the secondary, uh, Kyle Duggar taking another step. There's a lot of guys coming back. Dante Hightower coming back from opting out. So they yeah, should be basically primed. like their whole defense coming back from, from opting out. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see. But um, you guys have any, any final thoughts on, on the schedules? I'm excited. Yeah, it just gets me excited, bro. I can't wait. Like, it just sucks. It's just May. Yeah, it's it's only May. But yeah, I mean, the off season always goes by pretty pretty quick. I mean, we've got like mini camp, and we'll be distracted by like doing fun shit during summer. So true. NBA NBA playoffs, all that stuff. We got the playing yeah, tournament yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's gonna get us through. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully LeBron loses to the Warriors. Curry's <laughs> <laughs> gonna drop like sixty. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Coast Coast Podcast or our schedule preview. Uh, we hope you guys are excited, as excited as we are for, for next season. Obviously, we're going to be coming in with some heat next season. Oh, hoo, hoo. you can count on it. But uh, yeah, this is this is Jose signing out. Peace. Peace.